And I'd like you to turn in your Holy Ghost authorized Bible uh, to two portions of the Bible. I'd like you to turn to Matthew chapter 24, which you're probably familiar with, Matthew chapter 24, uh, and also Jeremiah chapter 24. And let, let me commend uh, the folks here, the, the Bible teacher this morning and the one that gave the uh, devotional. Uh, I really, my heart was blessed. I appreciate when, when uh, men of God study and prepare, and it uh, really, really blesses my heart. You know, a lot of times the Bible classes are kind of boring. I hate to tell you that. Uh, but I, I, was, uh, I was really refreshed, and I appreciate it very much, uh, and, uh, and that's a great blessing. This is a, a church that loves the Word of God, studies the Word of God, and I like the emphasis today about prayer, oh, how we need to pray. And, uh, and so, all right, if you found your place there, but Matthew chapter 24, and I begin reading there now in verse 32. Now, learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, know it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation now shall, shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Heavenly Father, we're thankful now for the pure word of God that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it has the power to be the discern of the thoughts and intents of our very hearts. Now, Lord God, please bless the, this thy word to thy people, and may thy people receive it with gladness, and put a hedge about this work and protect it during the last days of great apostasy. Lord, do continue a, the special work here and throughout this region. Continue to use our dear friend, Pastor Bond, and this wonderful church uh, to be a, a light on a hill and uh, to be a model church for other churches to follow. A great responsibility, Lord, and, and I pray that you'll bless them abundantly even beyond what their expectation. Now, Father, I pray if there be a lost sinner here among us, Lord, would you show them they're on their way to a devil's hell. And they deserve to go there, but they don't have to go there because the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Please, Lord, show them they need the Lord. Show them they're lost and uh, without hope and without help, but they can have eternal life, and their names can be written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever. And I pray they'll trust you with all their heart, soul, and might and put their faith in Christ's salvation and be marvelously, wondrously, gloriously, and miraculously born again. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. All right, please be seated. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a great chapter in the Bible. I'm not going to preach on this chapter. Uh, I preach on this chapter a lot because it's one of the most misunderstood chapters in Bible prophecy because there are men that want to write some books and get rich. And I guess I could write a book and get rich, but I don't have time. <laughs> and if I was to get rich, uh, God knows I, I would want to give the money to the cause of Christ. But, but I'm more interested in, in the, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so, but I, I want to just zero in on this particular verse uh, because of the nature of what we do and the nature of why you support Jewish missions. Uh, I want you to realize that this here is a prophecy 
that the Lord Jesus gave forth, but it's all based on his word that he gave forth in Jeremiah chapter 24. And we're going to go there in a moment here, but I want you to know that Israel has been likened to a fig tree, it's been likened to an olive tree, it's been likened to a vine. Here in particular, Israel's likened to a fig tree, and you'll read this even in the Old Testament. So that's what we're going to look at now. I like to to turn over there to Jeremiah chapter 24, and uh, you'll see the, the parallels there. Now, in Jeremiah chapter 24, I'd like you to realize that during the time that this has been inspired of God, Israel was in an all-time low spiritually. They were committing terrible idolatry. It was so, so bad that God had to give them over uh, to bondage in Babylon. And history tells us that this terrible bondage that they went through was probably the worst kind of bondage that they ever have experienced or ever uh, even up to this time. Even through all the atrocities that the Jewish people have gone through, there's something that they learned here after the bondage of Babylon. And what they learned was never to commit idolatry again. And I, I lived in Israel, and I can tell you, Jews don't worship and bow down before idols and call these idols their living God. They, they learned their lesson, believe it or not. Now, they got other problems. They need to get born again. Amen. And there's some people don't believe that they don't need to get born again, but they're heretics, okay? If God told Nicodemus, who no doubt was a member of the Sahedrin, if he told him, one of the most righteous Jews of the day, Verily, verily, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. If Nicodemus needs to get born again, hey, every Jew needs to get born again. I remember I was uh, in a missions conference with some other uh, mission directors there, and one mission director who was very well known and respected, for some odd reason, he had the audacity to come to me, and he said, he said, Brother Freed, uh, I, I don't want to discourage you, but I just have, I feel like I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. I said, okay, well, you sure you want to tell me? He said, yeah, I got to tell you. He said, you're wasting your time reaching those Jews. <laughs> I said, those Jews ain't going to get saved. I said, maybe in the tribulation they'll get saved, but we're not in that period of time. And I will have to tell you that uh, I have to ask special grace, <laughs> amen, uh, to hold my composure and to show Christian charity, even though uh, what he was saying was absolutely stupid, all right, amen? And I told him, I said, hey, what you talking about? I got saved, and I'm born again, and if God can save a wicked old sinner like me, he'll save any Jew. Right. Well, now, uh, you can imagine he didn't say anything after that. So Jews are getting saved. They're getting saved in large numbers more now than ever before. His eyes are on the sparrow, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. And God is turning his heart to the nation of Israel like never before. And uh, that, aren't you glad the Bible said that they are blinded but in part? <laughs> it's a partial blindness, ladies and gentlemen. And like myself, as God reveals his truth, the veil is slowly taken off one's eye, a Jewish uh, uh, eye. And, and then, you know, as, you, as the veil is taken off, Many Jews are saying, yes, Jesus must be the Messiah, and then more light comes in. Before you know it, they want to get saved. Right. Amen. And we thank God for that. We really do. We thank God uh, that many, many Jewish people are coming to know Christ there. In fact, um, 
uh, I, I just I could take all day long to tell you how many Jewish people testimonies of doctors and scientists and Orthodox Jews and even rabbis, so-called rabbis, have come uh, to know the Lord, and we give them all the honor and glory. So uh, this this chapter here in chapter 24 uh, likens uh, Israel to a fig tree. And this particular fig tree is producing two kinds of figs. One is a naughty fig. It's just an evil kind of fig. It's so bad you don't even want to eat it. And then the other fig is a good fig, and that's something you would really enjoy. Um, and um, those figs are usually done during the summertime. Now, the fig tree has two harvest times. One is in the month of May, and the other is in the summer months. The one in May produces very tiny figs, and they're usually blown off the tree, and they're really of no use. But by the time summer comes around, uh, they have produced some very large figs. I don't know if you like figs, but figs are very healthy to eat, and then they can be very tasty. So um, at this particular time in Israel's history, uh, Israel is likened to those naughty figs. Uh, those bad figs, those evil kind of figs. And so that's not a good thing. But the good news is the prophecy was to look forward into the future for a time that Israel will be likened to good figs. And here in verse 4, we, we read these words. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, uh, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. Now, those last three words do something for me. I hope it will do something for you. I, I just kind of park it there for a moment, okay, because th this, this really stands out to me. Now, look, the Jewish people have suffered probably more than any group of people in the world. You talk about persecution, man. They have been persecuted, right? Uh, and, 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 of course, you know, we, we Baptists have been persecuted, too, over the years. Right. Uh, and sometimes, you know, one of the questions I'm always asked is, you know, why, had, why did God um, allow the Jewish people to go through Pharaoh's uh, bondage? You know, they were there over 400 years. Why did he allow that? And then uh, why did he allow uh, the Jews to go into Babylonian captivity and and then why did uh, they go through all this persecution? And then when you get up to the time of the New Testament, we read very well about Herod, how he wanted to destroy uh, those babies, you know, under two and under. And then why did the Jews constantly going through persecution, constantly going through trials, you know? And then uh, you come to the Inquisition. Do you, you may not know this, but one million Jews were burned at the stake. One million Jews were burned by the heart of the church. The Roman Catholics burned them. And uh, I will put this in uh, that I am a Baptist. Amen. I'm a Baptist. Amen. And I'm a Baptist for a reason. Well, one of the reasons is Baptists can always identify with the Jews when it comes to persecution because though one million Jews were killed and burned at the stake, over 53 million of our Baptist forefathers were burned at the stake during the same time. You might have a Jew over here burning at the stake. You might have a Baptist burning at the stake. That's why Baptists love the Jew. We love Israel, right? We've always stood for them. And we've always prayed for the peace of Jerusalem. 
And the question is, I, I don't know what you're going through. If you're like most of us, you're going through something, right? You, you're going through our dear brothers just recovering, whatever he's gone through. Uh, some have diabetes. Some are dying of cancer. I know people right now are dying of cancer. I know people are dying of cancer. I know wonderful men of God that, uh, that have died of different things in the last few years. I mean, I, you might have some problems, uh, uh, whatever it is, but I, I haven't met anybody that doesn't have a problem. <laughs> I haven't met anybody that doesn't have a thorn in the flesh. I haven't met anybody that's not going through some type of uh, hardship or trial. And if we're living for God, we're definitely going to go through, right? right. I mean, with, with much tribulation, the Bible says we're going to enter the kingdom of God. So nobody ever, God never promised us a bit of roses, as they say. Yeah. Amen. It doesn't mean that it's not good to be a Christian. Hey, it's good to be a Christian. Amen. It's good to be saved. Right. And I'll never have to worry about going to hell again. Amen. That's good right there. And if all I ever get is bad, 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 it don't matter. I'm going to be with the Lord. I'll never have to burn in a devil's hell. Give me anything. Give me anything. You know, but I'm saved. That's right. It's right. You see that? But whatever you're going through, Whatever it is, and whatever has been or whatever may come your way, always understand these three words. It's for their good. Somehow or another, it's for their good. I guess that's why, you know, Romans chapter 8, you know that, that, that verse, right? For all things work together for good. Here's the qualifier. So to them that love God. And uh, if you're not loving God, then... Don't, 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 don't try to figure it out because, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you're probably suffering because God's chastening you, right? But even that's for your good. Thank God I've been chasing at times. Have you, how many have not been ever chasing that one time? Well, if you haven't been chasing one time, you're not even saved. I got, hey, I got chasing the very day I got saved. <laughs> I just didn't know about it until days later. I realized it was God chasing me. You know why? Because I was still cursing when I got saved. And it took a few days for me to realize that I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. And these lips should not profane, right? And God, boy, convicted me, like sent a spear right in my heart. And eventually, God took that cursing away from me. <laughs> Amen? So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's for your good. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to understand it. Don't try to figure it out. Just like the brother said, Peter was sleeping. It was in a deep sleep. <laughs> he was just resting in God's perfect will. There's nothing he could have done about it. Right. right? There's nothing he could do about it. He was just resting in God's perfect will. So whatever it is, it's for your good. And for the nation of Israel, though they have suffered so much, it's, uh, been, it's been for their good. It really has. No telling how many Jews have come to know their Savior over the years as a result of their suffering. And I know that God allowed me to go through pretty low life to come to my wit's end, to realize that, that I need to seek the living God, you know. And God had to allow me to suffer these things. He had to allow me to go through these things so that I would, that I would look to him for the answers to life. And, and so it is. Well, we find in this prophecy, it's twofold. Notice here in verse uh, 
uh, 6, he says, For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. Other verses in the Bible show that this prophecy means that once they regather into the land of Israel, they will never again be taken out. They will never again be forced off their land. Now, I don't know how many people we have that was alive in 1948. Do we have anybody that was alive in 1948? Anybody at all? All right, no. We have nobody old, that, that old here. Okay, yes, ma'am. Uh, well, you, you were probably young, weren't you? Yeah. Well, in 1948, as you well know, May 14th, 1948, a nation that was thought to be forsaken by God had been plucked out of their land for over 2,000 years. God replanted them, didn't he? Amen? And the nation of Israel became uh, reborn, so to speak, not spiritually but physically, and a nation was born in one day. What a glorious prophecy Amen. this was fulfilled. Amen. And so Jeremiah is saying, now look, you know, we Jews and the nation of Israel, we're going to... We're suffering, and we've gone through so many horrible things, but the end result is we're going to be back in their land. Isn't that a blessing? Now, I don't know about you, but this ain't my land here. I'm just a pilgrim passing by. Amen. I, I, I ain't looking to stay here. I'm looking to get out. And so I'm looking for that heavenly abode. <laughs> Amen. I'm looking for that place that the Lord Jesus said he went to prepare. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. Now, the mansion's already there. So what did he went to prepare? He went to prepare that bridal chamber. <laughs> it's going to be a big one, obviously, a big bridal chamber. And I'm waiting, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that wedding day. Boy, isn't that something? I can't wait for that. And uh, anyway, I just wanted to say for you uh, pork eaters, I, I always get kind of, they always kind of harangue me about this, you know, how sad uh, that I must be that I cannot eat pork. <laughs> but I try to tell them uh, it's hard to witness to a Jew with a pork chop in your mouth. Give me an amen. amen. But it does say it's going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. All right, I'm just putting that in. Marriage supper of the Lamb. Okay, all right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the nation of Israel has now been back in her land since 1948. Jews are opening their hearts to the Lord in great number. Amen. And there's much more I can say. But let me just uh, conclude with this. Right now, uh, God has opened a door in Ukraine that we've never seen before. Now, we have sent Hebrew, uh, Russian New Testaments into Ukraine, and we have uh, got them distributed over there. Uh, but we have never seen uh, this happen ever in my lifetime. Um, the war over there, Russia attacked Ukraine. That's bad. That's not good. But at the same time, it's a fulfillment of prophecy, I think. I believe it's a stepping stone, don't you? They are more aggressive than they ever have been. I mean, really, Gog and Magog is waking up. The bear is wanting to come down. And man alive, is she going strong? Right now, they got half a million soldiers on the border right now, and Putin is not playing any games. And it wouldn't surprise me in the next days, we're going to see a, a full-fledged uh, uh, battle going on there, and it may drag us into it. I, I'm telling you right now, 
We are living in uh, perilous times. The Bible says, perilous times shall come. And it's, it's coming. Oh, yeah. But I'm not worried about it. Are you worried about it? Yeah. I'm not cutting the sweat. <laughs> Amen. But, but even though it's so much bad going on over there and so many atrocities and on and on, it's for their good, and especially for the Jews it's for their good. And I'll tell you why. Because there are over 300,000 Jews are fleeing for their lives. My question is, how is God going to get all these Jews back into the land of promise? Amen? Well, he does it through persecution. He does it through these wars and, and all of that. And so uh, the last time, uh, recently, well, last year, we got a good number of uh, Hebrew-Russian New Testaments uh, into Ukraine as the, uh, and, uh, the Polish border as they're trying to cross over. And we got rid of, our Bibles got rid of them in two days. We ran out of Bibles. And that we don't even have any more Hebrew-Russian New Testaments. So we have the greatest opportunity to reach so many Russian-speaking or Ukrainian-speaking Jews. We have more opportunity now than we ever did before. What a golden opportunity for us. So the Lord let us raise uh, money to... Uh, published 10,000 Hebrew Russian New Testaments and uh, normally would have cost us $100,000 but uh, we, we had a good Jewish deal. Give me amen. That's why God put a Jew in charge of the mission. <laughs> Woo! All right. And um, so we got it for $75,000, Pastor Bond. Not bad, eh? But uh, though we have the money to, to reprint it, we came to realize that there's going to be a lot of shipping logistics going on there. And so we still, we still need uh, ten dollars to $12,000 for the shipping. And so we covet your prayers about that. But, but ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing the greatest harvest field of Jews than we ever have seen before. And even if we don't see as many as we'd like to see, what we're doing today is planting the seed of the gospel during the tribulation. So I want to just show you this last verse here. And uh, let, let's all stand because I'm going to finish here. And I want to just show you this verse in Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. And if Naomi would come, she's going to play the invitation. I, I would ask, I know this is a praying church. And I know we need to pray more. But I would ask you to pray like you've never prayed before that these Bibles will reach their final destination into the hearts of Jewish people and tens of thousands will come to know Christ. But nevertheless, many of these New Testaments will be left behind after the rapture. And in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, the Bible says, and the dragon, that's talking about the devil, was wroth with the woman. And went, make, and, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. That's talking about the Jews, which keep the commandments of God. So they're coming into this place uh, during the last half of the seven-year tribulation period, most likely Petra, the Red Rock City. is called Basra. It's called Mount Seir. And there they're going to wait for three and a half years. You know what they're waiting for? They don't realize it, but they're waiting for Jesus to show up. Amen. And one day Jesus Christ is going to show up and he's going to show the wounds in his hands and his feet. Amen. 
And what, what we don't realize is that many of these New Testaments are buried in this place. Right now, they're buried there. Now, they may come with their New Testaments, or they may discover it while they're there during the three and a half years. <laughs> but look, look, what the, look what the Bible says, which keep the commandments of God. So that's referring to the Old Testament. And notice here, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, how do you get a testimony? Well, you got to die, right? It's a testament, the New Testament. How did they get the New Testament? They got the New Testament because you've helped us reach them with the New Testament. And these New Testaments are going to show them who Jesus is, that Jesus is the Son of God, that this is the one. This was not just somebody that they yelled, crucify, crucify. No, this is, this is God himself manifesting the flesh. And the Bible says, all Israel shall be saved. It will be the greatest conversion that the world has ever seen. So I would hope that you would pray with us and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee like you never prayed before, that God would open up the hearts of his chosen people, the Jewish people. Heavenly Father, now bless the word of God as it's gone out, and may you bless this church. Save any lost sinner near as hell, in Jesus' name, amen.